0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 280 of the Spoiler Alert podcast brought to you by MovieOutsiders.com. I'm Danny, and I'm here with Mike, and we are back from hiatus with the super anticipated, crowd-pleasing, best picture winner from 1945, The Lost Weekend. People have been waiting Mike, for this for
1: years. Yeah. How are you Man, doing,
0: bud? The number of requests we get on a weekly basis for the last weekend this is, this is like a big one. chokes yeah. our inbox. Right, 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 yes. Squarespace is like, please, just, <laughs> just poop this just episode do it. out. Yes, yes, get her done so that people can move on. <laughs> and then we're gonna have to deal with all the Marty and Gigi fans we got clammed, <laughs> right. but we'll deal with them right. down the road. We'll, we'll get there. The we'll get there. Yeah, yeah. How yes. are you doing, buddy? Well, uh, I'm doing great, how are you?
1: I'm doing just fine, thank you. Uh, it's th- good to be back. It's, I've missed this, yeah, it's, yeah. You, you went on a vacation, we probably should have, we should, probably should have pooped one out before you left, right? Probably so like, should have, That would yeah. have been better planning,
0: yeah. Probably yeah. would have been yeah. great, yeah. And we probably should have gotten to this one, I don't know, four or five years ago. Again, yeah. highly anticipated. This is one we've been, uh, that everybody's been waiting A lot of Land
1: fans. right. <laughs> Academy Award winner Ray Milland, yes.
0: So uh, for those of you – it's been a while. So those of you who have forgotten, we we are going through all the Best Picture winners, all the Academy Award winners for Best Picture. We randomized the list. We gave the Best Picture Choosing Machine full authority to tell us which Best Picture we're seeing next. And we drew this one, 1945's Best Picture. I don't know. Middle of November or something. So I took us a while to actually
1: watch it and record it. Yes.
0: Yeah. Anticipating slash dreading slash just avoiding this one for many. Slash masturbating. Yes. Exactly. (laughs) Heavily, heavily, all of those things. Right. right. And you know what? In in again, we don't fact check here, but I did do a scooch of research, and you know this. This 1945's Best Picture winner's kind of got a lot going on. It was nominated for seven Academy Awards. It won four, okay. including Picture, Director, Actor, and Adapted Screenplay. It was also nominated for Cinematography, Editing, and Best Score. I mean, those are marked Those are big ones, yeah. Nominations, yeah. Yep, yep, yep. It was also the first film ever... To win the Palme d'Or at the Cannes Film Festival, and then to go on to win the Academy Award winner, no, uh, the Academy Award for Best Picture. Only three movies in history have done it: The Lost Weekend, Marty, and Parasite. The most recent Academy. Oh, Award Oh my for
1: goodness! Best well, dropping yeah. some science on us. That's yeah, that's boom. fantastic. All right.
0: This was also the first Academy Award-winning uh, Academy Award ceremony post World War II. So in honor of that, Hollywood, um, in its typical reserve and conservative nature, got right back to taking the plaster statuettes that they'd been giving out during the war and oh. immediately plated them with gold. And we're thus the more back official... back yeah. yeah. Yeah, now we're back to your more traditional gold-looking Oscar statue.
1: That's excellent. And speaking of the Oscars, since we uh, are just now reemerging from our hiatus anything you want to share about the oscars this year parasite was a big winner donald trump's not a fan what else do we want to talk about
0: i I, we, we spoke briefly before we recorded this is the first year that i can think of in a long time where i really have like legitimately no beef with any of the winners i think all of the winners who won i thought yeah yeah that makes sense okay that's right. either somebody I thought like definitely like they were my vote to win or I thought not what I voted for but totally deserved. OK. And right. so I kind of have no comment other than yeah. Yeah. What? Good crap of movies. All what would right. you think?
1: Um, yeah. Like not a ton of surprises. I, you know, I was able to pick a lot of them in the pool this year. That was great. I mean Parasite winning was a huge surprise. Not, nothing that I resented. Uh, Friend of the pod, Ellen, obviously called that famously when we reviewed Parasite with her. So, you know, I I guess nothing nothing overwhelming to me. I, I feel like I was happy with all of the winners. Yeah.
0: I like to use the word overwhelming because just to get back to 1945, one more point here. In doing my research, I was overwhelmed to learn that in 1945, apparently the the auditory uh, wings of the Academy were the most powerful. Oh, okay. And I okay. say that because there were 11 nominations for best score for a musical. 11. Okay. 12 nominees for best sound recording. Okay. 14 nominees for best song. And twenty one nominees for best score, non musical. That's amazing. One <laughs> of which was tonight's yeah. winner, the last weekend. Okay, I mean, that's 21 fantastic. Twenty one nominations. Yeah. Think of everybody in your office who's like, "How many best picture nominees are there now? Five, nine, ten, six. They got too dang many. How <laughs> that, about twenty one, tw- Jack? Holy crap! That's amazing. That's fantastic. 21 nominations. What the (laughs) hell were they doing back then?
1: Like every movie got nominated for score. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, You just, if you had sound, if you had a a, a soundtrack, you were nominated. It's shocking to me. I don't know what the hell they were putting in the water back in 1940. Probably not fluoride. You know. although Well,
1: if if you're paying attention to this movie, it was probably Rye. Like that—that's <laughs> what we got going into the water in this movie. Should we? Should we dig into a plot recap? Yeah, yeah. Into a tight plot recap. Let's
0: do this. We're going to do this
1: plot recap in like one minute. I've prepared not well, but let's let's talk about it. So this movie uh, centers really around a character named Don, who is a severe alcoholic. He's an author, and he's planning to go on a weekend trip with his brother. And I think his girlfriend, maybe friend. No, I don't know. Just, just with his no. brother. That was just the there. brother. Just, sausage
0: fest. Total, just, just
1: yep. total sausage fest. All right, but he is a severe alcoholic and uh, is really just trying to figure out how he can get alcohol on this trip, and so forces his girlfriend out of the house, forces his brother out of the house, and. Spends the next few days acquiring alcohol uh, through some stolen stolen bills uh, from within the house, like borrowing a little bit of credit and leaning on some friends at bars, and uh, desperately trying to pawn his like his his prized possession, which is his typewriter, at uh, some pawn shops. Just in a means to acquire some cash and grab some alcohol over the weekend, uh, which leads to a very desperate uh, final act, but ends happily. How about that? How was how was that as a? As a, it was
0: like two and a half minutes. No one's counting. Nobody's counting. Anyway, uh, yeah, yeah. So super laugh a minute, fun for the whole family. This is I rough. Yeah, five yeah, stars. Yeah, what would you yeah. think?
1: I, I mean, it was a hard watch. Like, I feel like the first thing that I wrote down is I think that he's doing a really good job of portraying a drunk like Denzel Washington did in the movie Flight, which I thought was... A really stellar portrayal of a drunk, and like Denzel had explained it like nobody who's a drunk wants to feel that way. they don't want people to notice them as a drunk, they want to hide it, and so like his whole right. his whole acting in that movie was trying to be like playing it off like i'm 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 not actually an alcoholic, and I thought that Ray Milland in this movie did that a fair amount of the time. I don't know. I thought it was I thought it was a good movie. Like this is one of those best pictures that I was like one of the older ones that I thought, "Oh wow, this is this is interesting. I like this."
0: So that's interesting because my first thought watching this movie was, "Wow, these opening credits are not around. These opening credits, they say The Lost Weekend. They say the name of the stars." Right? They say that's based on a book. Here are the guest stars or the the supporting actors. And by the way, the font gets smaller as your role gets less important. So it's like fifty point font for the first person, and by the end it's like six point, no one cares. Sure, sure. Yeah. And we are like these are the fastest opening credits I've ever seen. So I was shocked and stunned, but ultimately I appreciated them because the rest of the movie felt like a three day bender. Yes. This was not yes. a movie I enjoyed oh, I was whoa. highly bored oh wow okay. I thought this feels like th- all I could think of the whole time watching this movie was 1947's best picture winner gentleman's agreement sure in which America discovered anti-semitism <laughs> and I thought oh this is the year we discovered alcoholism uh, okay yeah oh like this is all new like no one's ever seen a drunk guy before and and we're like finally recognizing that well, alcohol's been around for thousands of years. This is the first time someone's had a problem with it. We need to document that. Well, I, I mean, I think that that... I was so bored. I think that this that's, is a, not a good movie.
1: that's a really valid point. I, I mean, there's a point early in the movie or a scene early in the movie where the character played by Ray Miland is walking down the street and has a cordial discussion with some women on the sidewalk. And as he passes by, she says, that's the nice young man who drinks and i thought to myself like at this point in america's history didn't they all like isn't this what led to like madmen like like did, like didn't everybody drink way too
0: much back then well and i thought why is she calling him a young man he's 38 years old at the time this movie was filmed and life expectancy in the us was 63 <laughs> He's he's, on the downward slide. You don't call a 38-year-old man a young man in 1945.
1: Right, right, right. So you were really not into this one. Uh, No, I was
0: not into this. I thought it was very cliched. I mean, it's like a a really, really boring Leaving Las Vegas with a forced happy ending and cheesy sci-fi theremin music from the 50s. I was staggered to find out that it was nominated for best score, especially with 20 other nominees. (laughs) Like the fact that this got almost 5% of the nominations is shocking. We do
1: need to dig into the score because as you know, I always bring it up, whether I like it or don't like it's going to be discussed. This was like a twilight zone, Alfred Hitchcock sort of, Score and absolute, yeah, like theremin heavy. Yes, it was yeah. really weird. Like, the music yeah. was not great. Ray land overall, did impress me a lot throughout the movie. So you think the movie was bland. You think it was kind of a dud. I thought that it was impressive in the scenes where he's, like, desperately trying to find hidden bottles of alcohol in his apartment that he's sweating. I, I think there were, like, the scene... Where they keep showing the like the outline of liquid shots on the bar, where he like continued to ask for a shot and take a shot of rye or whiskey or, or whatever it was yep. that he's doing. Like I thought that that was really I thought that was cool cinematography. Ray Milland impressed me in this movie, and I know nothing about this guy, so I, I thought that he was he, fun.
0: Yeah, there there were a few scenes where I thought he was okay. Uh, But but then in some of those same scenes, like when he's at the bar, there are like two different scenes of fairly attractive young women just totally hitting on him. And I'm just thinking, no, if the whole point of this movie is that he's a disgusting, drunk, like fall down loser. Like why are they there? And these people know him. Yeah. These people are not falling all over him. I mean, like this movie wants it both ways. It's like, look how attractive you become when you drink. And isn't this the saddest thing you've ever seen a human do? Tough to put them both side by side in the same scene. Sure. Um, sure. Same with all like the barkeepers and the liquor store owners who are like, "Oh, I don't want to sell to you, but I'll gladly take your money and sell to you." Right. right. And how dare you? And you're really got problems. But by the way, I totally will take your money, and I recognize you have a problem. Like it. It was like everybody was part of the problem and part of the solution, and so it was just too tidy. The fact that it had a happy ending was just so trite. It was. A, it was a little I bit. Just it's a wonderful really, life, wasn't it? Like, yeah. It, it was, was really sad. It was
1: Frank Capra esque. I, I do though feel like the delirium tremens scene was was frightening like when the like the bat flies in and is eating the mouse out of the wall when he's just losing his mind like
0: this that was shocking i would like, give you that this disturbing like, i gotta now. say this
1: is like this is a movie in the 1940s and they didn't typically address topics this ugly and this heavy right like that that was a lot
0: no, that particular moment was quite frightening and unnerving. Yeah, yeah. I did not enjoy that, and I thought that was pretty gruesome for any time. I mean, even now, the way it was shot and his reaction of just shrieking at the top of his lungs yeah, was yeah. really unsettling. But but then you're asking the audience to sit through, I don't know, an hour and 40 minutes for one really disturbing scene, and the rest of it's like, hey, did you realize that alcoholism is really pretty terrible? Yeah. Yeah, it's like yeah, we we all knew this, right? I mean, again, maybe in 1945, this was new information. Just like anti-Semitism would be brand new information for the world who just lived through World War II and the Holocaust to figure out that perhaps the Jewish community was not having the best time of things, right? Like, how are these new? I I just I, it's just so hard to put myself in the time capsule and go back in time and and. <sighs> see it through that lens and so i just spent this whole time just rolling my eyes being very annoyed with this movie no i think that that's fair there's also
1: a scene where he's like talking to himself and 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 i had to like kind of roll my eyes at that too like well drunks don't do that like i mean i guess there's probably some that do but like he seemed like a high functioning alcoholic at at, at, at best and right. like the fact that he's just sort of rambling to himself while he's sitting in his apartment was like well this is it, it was completely counter to everything that we'd seen about him it moved up the until story then. along it yeah. was such
0: like a theatrically produced like screenplay originated moment that it was hard to yeah believe any yeah of. yeah
1: yeah and i also feel like i i guess the other thing that i really didn't like is that about two-thirds of the way through, there's this big confession. like there's this big he needs to get everything off of his chest, that you know i'm a I'm a loser as a writer, i'm I'm a failure at this, I, I suck at this. And it was just a really weird scene that like sort of came out of nowhere. It, it got a little bit it got a little a little bit heavy and esoteric at about the two-third point for me,
0: right. Can I ask? Ooh-wee-ha. What's up
1: with that? What's up with that? What's up with that? What's up with that? What's up with that?
0: So, what is up with the scene? I mean, a lot in this movie, a lot of the plot points between he and his girlfriend kind of revolve around a, a mix up at a coat check. The guy running the coat check stand was really big into regulations. Yes. What were the coat check regulations back in 1945, and how stringently were they followed and policed? And Because this guy was not. And, f***ing around and, and how? It. And
1: how did he f*** up that bad? Like, I mean, if there's these regulations, why is he sort of like, well, sorry, you're gonna have to wait for this, you get chick this lady's to get coat. back? Yeah, yeah. yeah they, they, why also? Once he realized he had the wrong coat number and wasn't going to get a coat until the end of the opera. What's up with him not going back to the rest for the rest of the opera? Like like he apparently wanted the alcohol that was in his coat, but at that point he right. knew he wasn't going to get the alcohol that was in that coat cuz he couldn't get back to get the coat. And clearly she's not going to come back to claim her coat until the right. end of the opera. Why didn't he just go back and be like, "Okay, well, I'll watch the rest of the opera here.
0: Or step outside and go get a drink without right. your coat. <laughs>
1: right. Like go to a bar. Right. Yes. Right. right. Right.
0: What is up with you? You know, you're going on a long weekend with your brother who's recovering from alcoholism, and he thinks maybe I should bring my typewriter because I might decide to write that novel <laughs> in a weekend? <laughs> How about we bring a pen and paper there, Tom? <laughs> Can we just agree that whatever we'll you take scribble down these <laughs> two days? Right. Probably enough to just kind of get you started. Let's worry about the typewriter when we get home. Okay? Like, this is the 40s. I don't know what kind of like luggage situation we got going on here, but hauling a huge 50-pound typewriter around probably wouldn't have paid for itself, I'm betting.
1: What's up with Back in the 1940s, if you called somebody at their house, you just let the phone ring for 17 minutes. Like, why does the yeah. phone keep ringing over and over? Like,
0: they might be pooping. <laughs> you just people didn't rush it. There's there's a lot of fiber or not enough fiber. I don't know, but people just pooped forever and that's what you used to be all the budget for it i think right it's right, right right like what what is up with that what is up with it got, just ringing, they, ringing like maybe like,
1: they're just in the shower and eventually they'll get dried off yes
0: especially because this is new york and in every other movie you've ever seen in new york the walls of all the apartments are like wafer thin and if someone like sneezes twice someone in the next apartment just says like on the wall you. like just yeah. knock it off and yeah. yet Phone calls could just go unanswered for 20 minutes at a time and no one says boo about it. Like apparently you could scream bloody murder. You could be being like just beaten to death and agonizingly being tortured for a half hour. No one cares. It's 1945, babe. These walls are very thick. What's up with him
1: looking for liquor and needing to pawn something? And he goes to 14 pawn shops that all are gated and he keeps pulling on the gates at every place. like like as long as I just like give a little tug on the gate, probably I can get 20 bucks for my watch and get a bottle of rye Ugh. or whatever it is that I need. what what was up with that?
0: What's up with him? He's checking all his hiding spots. One of his hiding spots is in the vacuum cleaner bag. <laughs> First of all, how dirty is his apartment? <laughs> Second of all, how filthy must that bottle of booze have been? It's <laughs> not Take something it we drinking. covered in like disgusting dirt and grime and like dead bugs and hair and you just slobber all over it and suck <laughs> that rye right out. You know,
1: <laughs> you know. We mentioned "It's a Wonderful Life" a minute ago. The taxi driver for It's a Wonderful Life plays the sanitarium nurse in this movie. And what's up
0: with him? No. Yeah,
1: yeah, absolutely. Really? It Ernie, the taxi yeah. driver, is the sanitarium nurse in this movie. What's up with him being such a heinous pile of <laughs> in this movie? Like, why? Like Like, this is... These are people recovering from the hardest addictions that they've ever felt. Like, cocaine is not an addiction like
0: alcohol
1: is. So like these people are trying to come off from a... First of
0: all, that sounds like a challenge. Uh, uh, All our cocaine (laughs) listeners, all our cocaine using listeners are like, oh, you don't think so? Get ready. We just heard a hundred, hundred dollar bills get rolled into (laughs) little tubes. With a little Sleeves rolled up. Yeah. Right. A lot of razor blades and mirrors just got taken out. Like, oh, it's on, Mike. (laughs) However, <laughs> it's really sad. Like, this is one of out, the most severe actually.
1: addictions you can deal with. Like, like this there. and heroin okay. and like, what's up with that son of a bitch? What's up with this scene where, where they're disappearing from the bar and they start singing a song about somebody stole a purse? Like it was like the band was queued up for a song about him stealing a purse to try and get 10 bucks to buy some liquor. That was the weirdest moment in this movie.
0: I I still will also say what's up with the ending that is supposed to be really happy because he doesn't commit suicide. And in fact, he decides with his girlfriend that he is going to write this novel. I mean, if you just put this, this movie, like two days in the future, first of all, I imagine he's drinking again. But if he isn't, if he's trying to write this book, which he just calls the Bottle, like, how is he going to feel when he realizes no one's going to read his book right, called right, the Bottle? Right. Like, I feel like this movie, this this story ends very badly. In 1945, they just decided to kind of, kind of give us a little happy pause. You could leave the theater thinking, oh, well, everything's okay. But nope, this guy hung himself 12 hours later. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. Right, that's from like that's a sad, a, a rye soaked rope. Yes, right, yeah. right, right. Yeah. Okay. It was also in the vacuum cleaner bag, <laughs> all dusty. It's terrible. Like as he's about to hang himself, he like does a big inhale and all the dust goes in. Like it's stuck to his punching bag. And he's coughing and sneezing. Is all gross. He just keeps drinking. Like, shots yeah, off. terrible.
1: Yeah.
0: yeah. All right. Well, Mike, are you ready for five questions? Yes. Let's do it. All right, let's do this. Listeners, thank you so much for your submitted questions. You have been banging on our door for I can't even remember how long, for the last weekend. So here you have it. Here are your five questions. Question number one, Mike, what is your least favorite cocktail of all time?
1: Oh, goodness. Wow. Anything with tequila. I hate tequila. Oh. Yeah.
0: Oh. Even like a margarita?
1: Yeah, like I can... I can stomach it but i don't want it i don't like it no tequila is gross to me yeah
0: fair enough all right uh great question number two uh this person says post-world war ii the united states has just discovered alcoholism and anti-semitism what else had the u.s not yet discovered but would shortly do so so what are some of the other horrors of the world that the u.s was still naive to back back in
1: 1945 yeah um Boy, Donald Trump! Like he was alive. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Looking at me all scared.
0: Like, oh, that's, a, that's we're getting point.
1: we're getting heavy with that. all those
0: cocaine using listeners. Just they just <laughs> threw their mirrors at the wall and said, "Forget this guy." you are just making friends all over the place tonight. All right. All right. Question number three: <laughs> Academy Award winning Best Actor Ray Milan gave one of the shortest acceptance speeches speeches in history with only 10 words in it oh my goodness i didn't know this who possibly gave a shorter acceptance speech than 10 words
1: i'm there was somebody that just said alfred hitchcock just said thank you when he got uh, in, he
0: never he never won an incompetition, w- oscar you can't uh, use hitchcock uh, really
1: hattie mcdaniel i think was really a short speech for gone with the wind
0: oh no. 10 yeah. words or less
1: yeah I, okay. I think it might have been
0: yeah Okay, we'll Google that. All right. Uh, actually, we won't. We don't fact check. We Good answer. Right. Question number four. Which was the bigger get for late career Milan? Was it his guest star in Battlestar Galactica in 1978? His guest star in Fantasy Island in 1978? His guest star in Charlie's Angels in 1980? Or his guest star on The Love Boat in
1: 1979? Love
0: Boat. Everybody
1: wants wants oh. a spot on The Love Boat. Yeah. That was the get. Yeah. Okay, great.
0: Yeah. Uh, and this... Must just be a bookend, so thank you, listeners. Question number five, what's your favorite cocktail of all time?
1: Oh, goodness. I mean, this is so boring, but, like, I love a good Moscow mule. Oh, that is boring. That is boring, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But with
1: horse semen in
0: it. <laughs> it's With mule semen, it's like, <laughs> just the way they make in Moscow, there's... No vodka in it at all. Right. There's no lime. Right. It's, it's just, pretty much just, just ginger horse, beer. Or semen on ice. That is <laughs> catastrophically disgusting. That's, that's bad. Well, that's five that's questions. So listeners, you asked. He answered. Thanks, everybody. Thank you, listeners. Buddy, what do we got coming up next? Well, first of all, final thoughts. I hated this movie, but I didn't see anything else in 1945 that the Academy should have chosen. So... I guess they got it dead on the nuts. How about you? I actually
1: didn't hate it. I actually liked it. I didn't love it. But it's one of those that, like, I mean, we get back to this era of Best Picture winners, and I just assume we're going to hate them. And then I don't. And then I'm like, oh, wonderful. Like, this is a great movie. So to me, this is the greatest movie that's ever been made. (laughs) Right.
0: Given where your expectations were? <laughs>
1: Correct. Yes.
0: All right. Yes. Well, coming up next, we're going to skip back to the present or the slight future here because the movie's not out yet. We are going to see the new adaptation of the decades old classic, The Invisible Man. This time starring Mike's favorite actress, Elizabeth Moss. Don't you wish she was invisible in it? She's <laughs> <laughs> dead.
1: Thanks for listening to the Spoiler Alert Podcast. Please visit us online at MovieOutsiders.com, where you can see what films we'll be discussing next, comment on our recent episodes, suggest movies to review or topics to discuss, or submit questions for the Five Questions segment of the podcast. Stop by and visit our Facebook page at Facebook.com forward slash movieoutsiders, and be sure to follow us on Twitter at MovieOutsiders. If you're a fan of the show, we'd really appreciate you leaving a review on iTunes, Overcast, Stitcher, or whatever podcast subscription service you use. We'll be back again next week with another episode, but until then, enjoy the movies.